At what point does the administration say, you know what, this strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. Welcome back to the Confused Boot, everybody. Man, I love that fucking video. That's got to be like one of my favorite videos on the internet right now. Um, came out the other day or whatever, and it's just come out here. It's just blatantly, just absolutely blatantly, you know, trying to avoid answering one of the most simple questions you could ever ask. Like, is it time to change strategy? And they'd be like, oh, this is the time, and it has always been the time that we, you know, continue to do what we have been doing and con- and continue to use the tools at our disposal. I've never heard somebody use, like, less of, like, that's the most indirect response to anything I've ever heard in my entire life. And it's just so funny. And I love that that's the vice president. I love that that's where we're at as a country right now. That's got to be, like when, like, when I think about the American dream and what the American dream really truly means to me, deep in my heart of hearts, when I look deep inside of myself on a deep, like, spiritual, philosophical level. This is what I want the country to look like. This is who I want at the helm. I just want somebody that's just not answering questions, just, you know, aloof, like always walking. Like, that's the thing about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. You can't say that they're not getting their fucking steps in. Like, they must have the biggest bag getting thrown at them by the dude. I think that Fitbit has to be lobbying the White House. You can't convince me otherwise. Fitbit is lobbying the White House with all those photos that they have of, you know, Kamala and Joe just walking. Just walking. No meetings, no nothing. You know, President Biden's like, oh, I don't, hey, you know, I, actually at the federal level, we can't really. Oh, here, I'll do an impression. Uh, with the COVID, the COVID-19, you can't. I don't think we're gonna be, we're not gonna be able to do anything about it. So it's just, just leave it up to the states. Just leave it up to the states. Come on, Jack, to figure it out. I love this country. If anybody ever tries to tell you that America isn't the greatest country on the face of the fucking earth, you tell them that they are wrong. You spit on them. You spit on them. I'm telling you to not literally. But kind of to commit biological warfare on our fellow citizens. That's exactly what I'm saying. But anyways, welcome back to the fucking podcast, dude. Welcome back to the Confused Buddha. I'm your host, Josh Buddha. And today I've been listening to the good dudes and dudettes and anybody in between that has been listening to the cast. I've been asking for some user submissions for topics. And this is the cast. This is the fucking episode where I go through some of your suggestions. Okay? Um, yeah, this will be fun. And when I run out of suggestions, I'm going to hit the fucking... I'm just going to hit Twitter and start perusing. I'm going to hit the uh, explore page. And we're going to break down every single thing that is trending right now. And I'm going to, you know, just give you my honest opinion about it. This is, you know, it's going to be a fun cast. We've got off to a hot start. Let's keep it going. Um... One thing somebody wanted me to talk about was the H3 slash Jordan Peterson controversy. So, as of a couple of days ago, what's the date today? 
Ah, fuck. My phone is just lo- fucking fucking up. All right. Uh, today's the 16th. So this was yesterday. Yesterday, 5.07 p.m. Ethan Klein of H3H3. The one of the, you know, if I'm talking about scum of the earth people. Now, not am I talking about this literally? Not really. I mean, he's just some guy. You know, but he has a giant platform. Would I like to eventually overtake him? Would I would it would it be morally correct for him to send all of his fi- for us to exchange accounts on social media? I think morally, if we're talking on the basis of making, you know, you know, trying to trying to, you know, steer the ship back on course, I think that we should exchange social medias. And if you think so, please petition for me on my behalf in his comment section. But so let's see. Where does this start? Uh, okay. So there's a little bit of controversy going on. I guess apparently Ethan Klein removed two of the episodes um, that Jordan Peterson and him did on on his podcast a couple of years ago. Now I remember, I remember how hyped I was when those episodes came out because I'm like, dude, I fucking love Jordan Peterson and I love Ethan Klein. I love H three H three. This is gonna be sick, and the episodes are great, and. You know, I feel like when you watch those episodes, like, or you listen to them, you get to see kind of Ethan, in a way, more in who, like, he actually is as a person, and rather not this caricature of some person that he's playing now. Because he's just out of his fucking mind, honestly. But he's, like, he's not out of his mind, but he's, in my opinion, out of his mind. But it's really just because he has this base, this, now he's aligned himself with uh, that Hassan Piker guy, or whatever, that streamer that just, you know, has a cult of children following him 24-7. Um, you know, if anybody comes out as a pedophile in the future, it might be him, if I'm being totally honest with you. Allegedly. I'm not making any true hard-line accusations. But um, when you watch those episodes with H3 and Jordan Peterson, you get to see who Ethan really is, in my opinion, because he's actually engaged in this conversation. It, it, you know, if I was in the presence of the great Jordan Peterson, you know, I would just be, you know, I would just let him talk and I'd ask some questions or whatever, but it's just like, he is a very, like, smart, brilliant guy. And there's no denying that. You don't have to agree with everything that he says or all of his takes, but in my opinion, if we're going off of just what I think is the most fundamental thing when you're when you're trying to listen to somebody or if you see somebody out there that has a platform or whatever, what they're trying to do, or, or it doesn't matter what they're trying to do. If you can, you know have a little bit of empathy and be understanding about things and not take everything so seriously, you know, if you can kind of get down to, you know, just observing the person and trying to understand their actual true intentions, like is there intention to cause harm and stir up controversy or is it, you know, to, to try and make some sort of good in the world. And I think that Jordan Peterson, if we're talking about him, you know, and what he stands for more, like not necessarily, like, I don't know. If we're getting to Jordan Peterson's true intentions, it is to do good by everybody, in my opinion. In my, you know, I try to be as objective as possible, but that's just my opinion. And you know, Jordan Peterson has helped me out tremendously in terms of you know taking, you know, you know, say, oh, you gotta clean your bed, man. You gotta clean your bed. You know, wake up in the morning, clean your bed. You gotta take some responsibility. You gotta have some responsibility for your actions. You know, and that's the thing when you know you have the. You know, you got to go out there as a knight. You got to go out and slay the dragon before it comes back to the village. You know, I think he's trying to do do good things for the mo- or pretty much for the most part. And if you can't really see through that, 
And if you're just blinded, this is it's the same thing with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's trying to do well, and he's just a guy with a podcast. He's not even like a, you know, he doesn't have a doctor degree or anything like that. This is like Jordan Peterson is a, you know, clinical psychologist who's who's done the work. You know, that's the thing about all this too. I haven't done the work, so who am I to, you know, flat out criticize Jordan Peterson or anybody that's like a hardline intellectual like that or somebody that has like, you know, some serious degrees. Who am I to who am I to criticize them? I haven't done studied the literature. I haven't read everything that they've read. I haven't, you know, I'm not an expert like they are. So, you know, it's just like, a, you know, just take what you can from that. You don't have to agree with everything, but I think that his intentions are pure. But Ethan, on the other hand, is just purely about chaos, stirring up controversy, and trying to stay relevant. You know what I mean? Because ever since he's really, like, strayed away from doing, like, funny reaction videos, which I liked. Those are my favorite thing. I loved H3. I was looking forward to him every time that he uploaded. I used to. And then now he's become some sort of weird political pundit where it's like this guy, you know, as much as he likes to, you know, criticize like Rogan and stuff like that for being, you know, not a doctor. It's like, what are you, dude? What are you? You're not a doctor. But it's like, and he just, like, this is the thing. You know, him and Hassan, they like claim to be so like socialist or like super duper like, you know, progressive and all these things but all they do is like just ride the coattails of establishment media that's basically all that they do they run with like the establishment narratives and it's like if you think that riding the coattails of the establishment is like activism that you're sorely mistaken the only person like at h3h3 that has any talent is fucking gila she rules she's the one that came up with teddy fresh the clothing, the clothes are sick, and that's off. That's based off of Hila. She rules. She rules. Um, but anyways, so they get into the beef here. He sa- Ethan Klein says on on the fourteenth, so two days ago. He says years ago I interviewed Jordan Peterson before I was very familiar with his politics. That's definitely a lie. Um, because that was po- he interviewed him post like all that shit about Jordan Peterson getting canceled or whatever when he had those like. R-worded, you know. Oh, fuck it, I'll say it, dude. No, I'm not gonna. Um, he had those R-worded, like, Nazi, like, an- like you know, Antifa people at his speech or whatever, and they're just, like, so blatantly, like, out of the- out of their minds or whatever, and they've tried to cancel Jordan Peterson a million times. It's, he's just, like, perpetually on a, on a, on a, you know, whirlwind of being canceled for, but just about no reason. You know, and a lot of it is, oh, and what I wanted to say also about Jordan Peterson is I think that a lot of this hardline, or not hardline, but like this really serious criticism or like canceling that that people throw at him, you don't listen to what he has to say, because if you listen to what he has to say, it'd be I think it, oh, it would almost be impossible for you to not see that he's trying to do good and he is an expert on what he's talking about, and that he's just trying to keep people grounded. And he's trying to keep people based in reality. Which I think, you know, as time goes on, we lose touch with reality day after day after day. We just start slipping away. It's kind of like, uh, you know, that Banksy photo with the fucking balloon floating up in the air. It's like, that's the, we're the balloon. Jordan Peterson is trying to hold on to that string. And God forbid he ever let go. But Ethan says, years ago I, was inter- I interviewed Jordan Peterson before I was familiar with his politics. He was an interesting guest who I enjoyed sitting with. But especially now, I can see... 
He's a dangerous gateway to alt-right, transphobia, and COVID misinfo. I removed both interviews today. It's just like nobody was even asking about that. Nobody cared at all. This is the thing. He's just here to create chaos and to stir up shit so that he can stay relevant because he doesn't really have any, like, original thoughts. You know what I mean? And do I? I don't know. But I won't tell you that I do, and I won't, you know, create a whole empire off of somewhat unoriginal ideas. He's just being a parrot for what, like, these, you know, ultra-woke mob people were doing years ago. It's the same thing. It's like, you know, come up with some new material, right? Um, what else did he say? Uh, sorry, this is all, like, all fucking over the place, dude. Holy shit. Um... Okay, here. Uh, to start, he says, you called a ban on conversation therapy. He meant con- con- uh, conversion therapy. Uh, he called a ban on conversion therapy moral grandstanding six days ago. Right? And this is a tweet from Jordan Peterson where it's a quote tweet of Justin Trudeau on January 7th. He says, as of today, it's official. Conversion therapy is banned in Canada. Our government's legislation has come into force, which means it is now illegal to promote, advertise, benefit from, or subject someone to this hateful and harmful practice. LGBTQ2 rights are human rights. Obviously. Justin Trudeau is a fucking weenie, also. Um, Jordan Peterson said, quote-unquote, conversion therapy, more moral grandstanding from our juvenile uh, OM at Justin Trudeau. Now, see, this is, like, the problem. He's, like, not, like, he says, uh, Ethan is saying that, like, here we go. He's saying that this is, like, a horrific take, which I don't think that it really is. And it is just, like, government pandering. You know what I mean? It's just, like, corporate pandering, right, when they're, like, oh, we're banning conversion therapy. It's, like, how many people were going there in the first place? I mean, it's good that you, like, banned it. You shouldn't, you know, it is good. But also it's just like the government like trying to overtly like compensate or to show that they're acting in good faith on behalf of humanity or uh, which it kind of is in a, a little bit, a little sliver of that. But it's way more about PR and the public image of everything, in my opinion. It's all about public image because it's like, oh, we are going out about this, but, you know, ignore, you know, how we have the entire we've like stripped our entire country of rights, basically. You know, unless you're like quadruple, you know, seven or eight times fucking vaccinated. You know what I mean? So to say that like and Jordan Peterson is not saying that, you know, he wants to bring back conversion therapy at all. That's not his intent. And that comes from you listening to it. He would never side with that. You know what I mean? Oh, here, let me go back. Um, Jordan Peterson did tweet about uh, the delete or whatever. He said. Jordan Peterson said, what are you up to, Ethan? We had a good conversation. I enjoyed meeting you and talking with you. What have I said precisely that motivated your actions and your accusations? Deleting our discussion? An honest question at H3H3. He says, finally, at H3H3 Productions, you might seriously consider providing me with the footage so I can post it, given that I agreed to appear on your show based on an agreement that there would be, in fact, there that would that there would, in fact, be a show. Also, I should warn you that those who engage in cancel culture generally live to regret it. I'm not going to come after you except politely in this Twitter stream. But the chickens will definitely come home to roost. You will be held to higher and higher 
and soon impossible to maintain ethical standards by the very mob you are currently wishing to please. Then you will make a mistake, and they will devour you with glee. Please take this warning seriously. I liked you. You know, Jordan Peterson is correct. You know what I mean? I think, in my opinion. Because, you know, he's not coming at him and attacking him viciously in a way like that Ethan is. And what he's saying about, like, the cancel culture mob will eventually come to get you. That's what we saw with Hassan. He just fell victim to this. Where it's like you perpetuate this thing of, like, canceling people and telling people they can't say things or that they should be banned for saying certain things or be canceled or have their whole life ruined for saying things. And then eventually when you say cracker, it comes back to bite you in the ass. The same system that you've perpetuated. When I said I said this on the, the episode whenever that happened that I did a couple episodes ago where it's like we've come full circle now. We're just doing circles. This is like fucking NASCAR of words and of, you know, I don't even know what to call this. Fucking uh, identity politics or whatever. I don't know. But it it will come back to bite you. And almost immediately people were saying like, oh yeah, Ethan, remember when you said, quote unquote, I love saying N-word, F-word. Or N-slur, F-slur. You know? And it's just, I think that it is silly. to Also to call him a gateway to alt, the alt-right. What do you mean the alt-right? You know what I mean? It's just fucking silly, okay? And then, uh, what else did Ethan say in reply to this tweet? He said, you believe in enforced monogamy from New York Times interview, right? An interview where they definitely were going to give him a fair shake. Here's what uh, this article says. Violent attacks are what happens when men do not have partners, Mr. Peterson said. It's society needs to work to make sure those men are married. He was angry at God, quote-unquote, he was angry at God because women were rejecting him, Mr. Peterson says of the Toronto killer. The cure for that is enforced monogamy. That's actually why monogamy emerges. Mr. Peterson does not pause when he says this. Enforced monogamy is, to him, simply a rational solution. Otherwise, women will all go for the most high-status men, he explains, and that couldn't make either gender happy in the end. Half of the men fail, he says, meaning that they don't procreate, and no one cares about the men who fail. I laugh because it is absurd, it says. You're you're laughing about them, he says, giving me a disappointed look. That's because you're female. And I understand what he's saying. You know, at the basic principles, like enforced monogamy, I think, would technically, if everything was like, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get in trouble or whatever, but he's not, like, wrong. But it's also like, you can't take things off... This is the same thing with socialism and communism. You can't take things off of theory or whatever, right? Which Peterson is kind of talking about something that's quote-unquote like theory or whatever, right? But it's that like, yeah, like men are upset and it doesn't do... It doesn't... Things don't bode well for men when they can't like find a partner and they can't procreate and have a family or whatever on a grand scale for the most... The vast majority of the populace. You know what I mean? I don't know really exactly how I want to put this or whatever because I know what I want to say, but I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to say it, so I might just skip it. But I don't think that Peterson is necessarily wrong, but it's not like the best take I've ever heard in my life, but it doesn't make me upset because he's just talk. He's just his opinion. You know what I mean? It doesn't have any effect on my life. It shouldn't have any effect on yours. You know what I mean? Um, and But I don't think he really believes that enforced monogamy is a thing that would ever actually happen. You know what I mean? And, and neither does anybody. That's just silly. Um, you said your mischaracterization of 
Bill C-16 resulted in a surge of transphobia. The bill was created to add trans people as a protected group against hate crimes. Using the wrong pronoun will not result in anyone going to jail. In fact, to this day, zero people have gone to jail. That's what was put in in Bill C-16. That's why Jordan Peterson was against it, was that they were going to say that you could be fined or put in jail for using the wrong pronouns with somebody, basically offending somebody, which it's not even, you know, nobody has gone to jail or whatever. Wait, what did, what did Ethan say? Using quote the quote-unquote wrong pronouns would need to be considered in totality with other actions for it to con- constitute a hate crime, basically like any other hate crime or whatever. But it's like, this is the thing too, just like anything with speech or anything like that. You know, the moment that you add an element of speech to things that are completely illegal other than inciting violence where you're like, hey, go fucking kill that guy or go kill this group of people or I want you to go out and actively hunt down X, Y, or Z. Anything beyond that, you can't moderate, you know what I mean? Or you can't, like, erase it. Because it doesn't do us any good as a population, you know what I mean? If you want to, you know, really be able to root out the bad apples, you have to allow everybody to say everything that they would like to say. No self-censoring, no nothing. You know what I mean? And it will have a net benefit, because there will be an even exchange of ideas, an open exchange of ideas. And then the people that are bad will be openly seen and just not paid attention to anymore. You know, that's how polite society should probably operate. But once you start advocating for something that puts, like, a criminal penalty on using words, you know, I don't think that's very good. I don't think that's good at all. Um, He said, uh, as a person, I found you amicable, and our conversations were interesting and insightful, but I am just not comfortable being a part of a pipeline leading to takes like this. I think this is just a blatant lie or whatever. You know what I mean? He's just trying to stir up fucking controversy. And do I blame him? No. But he's like, you know, same thing that I'm doing. You know what I mean? Basically. I am basically H3. I'm a J3, J3. Fuck it. You know? But or that would be a Jordan Peterson and Ethan Klein combo podcast. Who the fuck knows? But also, like, Ethan Klein's just been blatantly, like, involved in just dumb bullshit. You know what I mean? It's just silly. Like, I can't... You know what I mean? I just can't with this guy. He's so silly. Um, that, that, uh... He also was in a controversy with fucking, uh... With Bro Jogan. I think I talked about that on the last time or whatever, like... Ethan Klein was going after him for spreading COVID misinformation or his anti-vax stances or whatever, and he was saying, like, oh, Joe, you should have been a real man and gutted it out solo if you're so healthy or whatever when you got COVID, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, don't criticize people for their health, Ethan. Seriously. So that's my take. Anybody that wanted to hear about H3 Jordan Peterson from me, there it is, you know? cancel me or cancel me whatever who gives a fuck there's not even that many people that listen to this so you know what give me a fucking break all right and also he's like going after jordan peterson for all this other stuff and like that there's that famous picture of jordan peterson who's like oh you gotta clean your room 12 steps to life the first step is to tidy or make your bed in the morning clean your bed clean your bedroom and there's that photo of him and his it's just a completely messy room in the background and he's sitting in his chair and it's like yeah it's funny you know what I mean? Just because of, like, his, you know, he's the whole, like, clean your room guy. 
But at the same time, it's like he's ha- he's been going through hell for the past couple of years. Like he said, a lot of diet problems. Then he, you know, had a severe spell with a- uh, depression. He went on those, you know, antidepressants. It kind of helped him a little bit. Then his wife got diagnosed with some very rare, severe type of cancer. And then he got uh, addicted to benzodiazepines. Then he had to fly over to Russia because American health care wasn't helping him out or North American health care wasn't helping him out. He flew over to Russia. Then he was in Belgrade. He's just been dealing with a lot. And, you know, to really criticize somebody, you know, on like, oh, your room's messy. Like, you're a fucking dork, like a loser, yada, yada, yada. It's like, try try putting yourself in his shoes. I Maybe I just have empathy. You know what I mean? Anyways, what else fucking happened? Well, I'll tell you here in the meantime. I told uh, here's one thing that I was thinking about. You know, we've had a real lack of of comedy or whatever over the past few years, and I'm I've been thinking, you know, especially with like Marvel. It's like how many more times can we see like a fucking twink Spider Man? You know what I mean? Like, can we get a new fucking superhero? And this is my proposition to you all. So. I was thinking of a superhero, right? And this is just, here, I'll tell you. I was doing this today. I was, you know, I was outside and I was working out in the snow because I'm blue collar as hell. Don't ever let anybody tell you I'm not blue collar because I fucking am, dude. I wear a Carhartt and it's dirty as fuck from doing Carhartt activities. So I was outside and I had to take a leak, you know what I mean? So, you know, whipped out the bird, started, you know, chirping and... God, what a fucking way to put taking a leak. I'm such a genius. But anyways, um, then I was thinking of, like, what would be a funny villain? And here's my idea. Here's my pitch. To Marvel, to Stan Lee, rest in peace. If you could... He's watching me right now. Stan Lee's looking down at me watching this, and he's like, hell yeah, this man has the greatest idea for a new villain ever. But it's just, like, a little naughty villain, you know what I mean? Like, not one that's any, like, you know, he ain't causing, like, severe trouble... You know, he may cause, like, somebody to break a wrist or an arm or maybe get a concussion every once in a while, but, you know, he's not really, like, out to out for murder. He's out there for for the bit. You know what I mean? I don't know what you'd call him, um, but what you call him, like, the fucking, the, the, I don't even know. Just a fucking, some Russian dude just pulling hijinks. Maybe we'll call him Rasputin. That would be funny. He, like, okay, so he has, like, a mythical dick, right? And what he does is he just walks on the sidewalk, and as he's walk like in this, he has to be Siberian, okay? I'm talking out in like fucking Ufa or whatever the hell that city is out there in Russia. He has to be Siberian. It has to be cold as hell. You know what I mean? Like those videos of those people throwing like pots of boiling water into the air and it turns into ice. This is what I'm talking about. Like some somewhere that cold. Although I do love one of those videos where somebody throws that fucking pot up and it's hot as hell and it just burns them. Those are kind of funny because it's like, man, you, you you know, of all the things that could go wrong, you really fucked it. But here's my idea. So it's a guy. He's got like a Rasputin style dick. You know Rasputin from, you know, he was the uh, guy that was like the fucking voodoo witch doctor who was into orgies that was helping Tsar Nicholas's wife with their fucking son who was like a fucking paper mache doll. Basically, he was fragile as hell and he was trying to, you know heal him, but then he was banging the wife out and shit like that, apparently. I don't know. Good on him, though. He should, Dude, if he's getting that royal pussy, I'm not mad about it, you know? I'd be up in there, risking life and limb. You know what I mean? Especially the most important limb. 
isn't and his dick's in like a jar. His dick's in like a jar, dude. He has the biggest hog I think I've ever. He has the biggest hog on the fucking on this side of the fucking Ural Mountains, dude. He's got the biggest hog in Western Europe at the time. Maybe till this day. Who the hell knows? But so here's my idea. He's got a Rasputin-like dick. It's almost monkey tail rope-like. You know what I mean? It's it has the consistency of fucking. You know when you stretch out Play-Doh really far? You know what I mean? Or or uh yeah, when you stre- roll out Play-Doh into like a fucking almost like a yarn-like. He's like Gumby. He's got a Gumby dick, right? Okay, sorry to keep going on the dick, but he's got like a Gumby-style dick and he walks out he just walks. He's like a flonier. He just walks around the town chit-chatting with people yada yada yada, but when he feels a little mischievous, he just like pokes his dick out of his pants, pisses right onto the sidewalk. It freezes instantly, and then it, he makes people slip and fall on the sidewalk. I think that that would be pretty funny, like just a show about that, like just a following. It's just like you know, you know, they have those bits in between like Adult Swim shows where it's like a funny little skit or whatever. It'd be funny if it was like that. But like on like MTV and it just plays as like a commercial during commercial breaks, like thirty second long little tiny little prank video. Somebody just pissing out the side, just somebody slipping and falling, and then like the logo is somehow embossed into the fucking sidewalk when it does an aerial shot down of the victim. Hell yeah, I think that would be pretty funny. But now, big news, and I have to tell you, conspiracy theory TikTok is in a tizzy. They're in a fucking tizzy right now after that fucking volcanic eruption off the coast of uh, Tonga out there by fucking uh, New Zealand. I forget. It's like the Australian plate. It happens right on a fault line, which is one thing that goes against them, the conspiracy theorists, because they think that that was like a fucking nuke. You know what I mean? These people are out of their fucking minds. One of my favorite guys that's on conspiracy theory TikTok is this guy. He's like always talking about military operations and where like the Russians or the Chinese or America is moving certain military personnel. I love this guy. He's the man. But at the same time, he really showed his ass one of these times, right? So he's like always got a green screen going and stuff like that. And uh, it's like, uh, you know, he's just like, Oh no, this isn't good. We're about to go to war, son. We got we got Russia moving three submarines into the Baltic Sea off the coast of fucking Norway. Shit's about to get lit. It's about to go off. You know what I mean? You know what this means? We are on the brink of war. He's almost like Alex Jones. He's like, "We're at war with all the with Putin and the Russians." This is the one thing that I you know, I didn't necessarily want to get into today on the show, but we're going to war. Prepare yourself, stock up on weapons and soup. Prepare for battle. That's Alex. That's my Alex Jones impression. But this guy rules. But at the same time, he's just kind of a moron. Sorry if that was loud also. RIP headphone users. But, uh, yeah, he thought this was a fucking nuke. But, one, oh, yeah, one time I was watching this video and he's like, hey, yo, shit's going down in Kazakhstan right now and he's just like got the fucking headpiece on and the visor and he's like working the drive through actively at Burger King like you could see cars pulling up and he's just like on his phone like recording like some shit about fucking geopolitics as the fucking person pulls up to get their fucking daily dose of death right so funny but 
there was that volcanic eruption off the coast of Tonga, right on the uh, fault line of the Australian plate out there. Um, you know, and there's been a little bit of like a warning going on for, for I think like, a, you know, maybe a couple of months or something like that. Um, so, and the cloud was nuts. The eruption was nuts. You know what I mean? That just really goes kind of to show you the, the like the magnitude and the power that lies within the earth. You know what I mean? As much as we like to think that we're just like these, you know, immortal human beings, these immortal beings on this planet. You know what I mean? Like once a fucking volcano erupts, you're like, oh, fuck, I ain't shit. Like I can't survive this. And so there was a volcanic eruption off the Hunga Tonga Hunga Hapai volcano on Saturday. It sent tsunami waves crashing across the shore of Tonga. And rising water levels were reported on the coastline of Peru and the Pacific coast of the United States. I saw the videos of, like, the quote-unquote tsunami. It was kind of just like it was flooding. But that's one thing. I hate the ocean. I hate the ocean. It scares the living piss and shit out of me, the ocean does. You know, as much as it's fucking pretty for Instagram, you're never going to catch me out there in the fucking water. First of all, I'm scared of sharks. I'm scared of, like, rays. I don't want to go down like fucking Steve Irwin. I don't want to get taken out by a fucking stingray, okay? I don't want to get, Vlad, like, impaled like I'm in fucking Romania or something like that as Vlad the Impaler eats lunch in front of me. I don't want that to happen due to nature. So you will not catch me in the ocean. But also, it's just, like, the power of the ocean is just so, like, awe-inspiring. It's incredible. Like, the magnitude of, like... The physics behind it, you know, just thinking about it, like how much force a wall of water hits things with is just absolutely insane, which is why it scares the piss out of me. But I saw the videos and it was kind of more just like, a, you know, like a flood or whatever. And they're saying that there's going to there's a possibility that there could be a tsunami on the west coast of the United States. You know. And God almighty, don't I hope it hits Los Angeles. Let me tell you, folks, I hope that you know what I mean, because it's just like. The fakest people on the planet, they have they don't have to deal with like anything bad ever other than like wildfires that are started by like members of like fucking, you know, the Ku Klux Klan or whoever the hell did that shit before. I don't fucking know, dude. But I I do hope that like a fucking 40-foot wave just hits LA. In my heart of hearts, I do. Because like you know that there would be like like the real deal people, the people that are like actual human beings out there, which is kind of probably like few and far between. You know what I mean? Because everybody's like doing fucking pills and absurd. Like the whole state is euphoria. You know what I mean? The whole state is the you show euphoria. Everybody's just fucking, you know, having like drugged out fucking sex or they're homeless. You know what I mean? Drugged out sex in a fucking nice-ass house overlooking the Hollywood Hills, or they're homeless. This is the great dichotomy of man playing out in real time. Life imitates art, right? But <laughs> I just can envision, like, there's, like, a scenario where, like, there's a bunch of, like, quote-unquote influencers. Like, they're outside of the pink wall, you know, that p infamous pink wall that people pay to take photos in front of. They're just out there, like, on you know, Instagram Live or on TikTok Live, just like, yo, out of the, yo, look at this wave. Like, what is this? Is this like, is this like that time that Kanye got Kim that hologram of her dad? Like, is this a hologram? And then it's just a wall of death coming straight at them. 
You know, I can envision somebody just being like, yo, dude, this is this is pretty wild. Like just somebody that's just pilled out, just on all the Percocet, just zonked, just staring at this shit, just like, oh, this seems kind of cool. Like, let me film this. And then just death. Now, am I really wishing death on people? No, obviously. But I think that shit's fucking hilarious. Um, you know, and and here's the added benefit of this. I'm making I'm making this is 2022. This is the year of girl boss, boy boss moves. Money moves only. Hot girl shit only. Okay? I only do hot girl hot girl shit. Okay? If you if you know me, you know. I'm exclusively about hot girl shit. And I've been thinking about some money moves. Okay? To quote the great philosopher that is Cardi B. I make money moves, right? So I'm thinking of a scheme. What's what's the scheme now, right? Because, you know, if we're thinking about, you know, the, polit- the, the, the landscape of the labor market or whatever, it doesn't seem that appealing. So how can I escape that? So I'm thinking of, that I should write an email, a, a business proposal to the good people over at either Starbucks or, like, open up an independent coffee shop something like that but i am going to get a do not compete clause that's the thing i'm going to open a starbucks franchise right i'm going to trade crypto i'm going to trade fucking crypto punks nfts i'm going to get a bunch of apes start fucking you know bobbing and weaving in the market start shucking and jiving i'm going to start i'm going to pump and dump scheme everybody to fucking death i'm going to cash out and i'm going to go to starbucks and say Listen to me. Listen up, motherfuckers. I have an idea. We're going out to Tonga. As soon as the volcanic fucking rock cools down, we're opening a Starbucks. Okay? We're opening a Starbucks. I want the exclusive franchise do not complete Pete Claus rights to coffee on that island because you know that if anybody in Los Angeles survives this tsunami, they're going there on vacation. Okay, influence, that will be the hottest spot for influencers. And it'll be as a tribute to their friends. Like, people are so fucking brain dead in, like, they have no sense of, like, hey, maybe I should just not film this. You know what I mean? It's like people that go out and, like, film themselves giving money to homeless people. You know what I mean? It's the same kind of thing. It's like, oh, my friend died. Let me take a vacation to the volcanic island that was birthed out of the natural disaster that eventually led to the death of my friend. Tell me that isn't a good business idea. Tell me that I'm not playing fucking seven-dimensional chess right now. But yeah, um, we'll see what happens with the tsunami. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, You know, I'm looking forward to it, in all honesty, Um, just because I'm very inland right now. I'm an inland creature. I am a landlocked human being. Okay, you will. The Great Lakes are as big of waters as I dare trek on, as I dare make an excursion on. Don't catch me near water. I'm scared of drowning. I'm scared of big animals in the water. I'm scared of things I cannot see. Does this say something deeper about me and my issues as a human? Maybe, maybe not. Next fucking topic. Jesus Christ. I'm dude, if this is too insane, I'm sorry, but I'm having a lot of fun. I'm just goofing. I'm just hey, guess what? I'm just joshing around. It's okay to josh, you know what I mean? Um 
next topic that somebody wanted me to talk about, the 2024 presidential election. Now, what do I think is going to happen? Well, you know, well, well, well. And I'm just freeballing right now. Here's the thing. If we're talking about the Illuminati, no, I'm just playing. Um, here's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to have a firm Republican. You know, we pretend to have this sort of like, there's just an arbitrary pendulum of power that swings back and forth between, you know, the Republican and Democrat Party. You know, as if like, oh, yeah, you have free choice because there's two options. You know, I'd say we'd have free choice if there were like more like 10 options, like back when, uh, you know, the first like, you know, few elections we had there back at the founding of the country. But. Yeah, I can like, honestly, I think I can see like a DeSantis Trump combo, which I think, dude, if Trump. OK, here's the thing. I think that Trump. Trump is like the Trojan horse of politics right now for the Republican Party. He's like going in like, hey, motherfuckers, I'm going to run again. 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 He's being funny. He's saying bullshit just like he was. He's never changed. He's the same guy. But he's going to make everybody hate everybody. Uh, you know, a lot of people hate him so much. That he's going to like, I feel like he's going to pull out so that whatever the Republican candidate actually is that goes through the primaries, it makes it seem like a compromise to have that guy, right? And honestly, I don't even want to have a Republican. I don't want a Democrat. I want a dictator. Honestly, that's what we need as a country right now. We might as well just rip the Band-Aid off because that's honestly, that's where we're headed because the Republicans and the Democrats are working together to implode this country from the inside out from both of them because neither can survive without the other right that's why we never get any true like actual solutions or answers out of anybody is because one side says something fucking way out there ridiculous on the right and the on the left they say something way out there ridiculous to the left and we're just and then they make up another insane thing like seven hours later so we forget about the fact that we didn't come to a conclusion on what was just said but give me a dictator i want a strong monarch I'm talking, I want like an Alexander the Great style conqueror to come through. You know what I mean? Is that Joe Rogan? Who knows? I w honestly, I would like Joe Rogan to be the dictator of the country. I don't think it would be that bad. Him or the Paul brothers. I think that the Paul brothers would actually not fuck things up that bad. They could shake up as being pretty good candidates maybe in 2028. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it, I don't think. Um, but yeah, probably like DeSantis and... Uh, Fucking, who knows, Candace Owens? Let's throw Candace Owens out there. You know what I mean? She's like the Trojan. She's a Trojan horse, too, for like, for Republicans. They're like, we're not racist. We have Candace Owens. Candace Owens and AOC are the same person. Change my mind. You can't. Because they are the same person. They're both grifters. You know what I mean? Just saying shit. Just speaking out of their ass. Okay. But anyways, the next topic is fitness, TikTok and influencers and people that, you know, or more specifically, people that are really into like supplements and like pre-workouts and all these things. And it's just like, yeah, I get that there's a lot of medicinal properties to everything, but it's like, you could just go work out and lift weights and shut the fuck up about it. You know what I mean? I get that you're jacked. That's cool. I like when people show off like their hard work. 
you know, because it is like, hey, holy shit, this person actually, like, this person had to work really hard for this. You know, I couldn't do it, certainly. I'm definitely not jacked, and, and you know, I don't want to be jacked. You know, I'm a healthy, like, I don't know. I, I My ideal body type is just, like, to be, like, a dude. You know what I mean? I just want to look like a normal guy who doesn't have a gut. You know what I mean? That's my only goal. And honestly, if I can continue that until I'm, like, in my 50s, I think I'll be pretty fucking hot, if I'm being honest. That's my goal. But people that are really into, like, supplements and pre-workouts and all these things, they just infuriate me to no end. It's like, if you really, really need to, like, take, like, superhuman doses of caffeine to hype yourself up to lift, maybe you should just go to therapy, dude. You know? Because... Why do you need all this external motivation? All you're doing is fucking destroying your heart. But yeah, I don't know. That was a not a you know that was an okay suggestion. I'll say. Um, another is like neoliberals, and I'm like you know I don't understand the politics of the movie The Matrix enough to really break that down in an efficient manner. So I might just have to skip over it. But I I mean is that just what happens when you take the you're a neoliberal if you take the blue pill? I don't fucking know. Keanu Reeves rules, dude. Anyways, let me... Here's what I wanted to do for the last little bit of the show is I'm going to go to Twitter. I'm going to go on the Explore page and I'm going to see what the fuck is trending. Um, here. Um, Don't look up, director. Adam McKay says his daughter came up with Ariana Grande's quote-unquote... Uh, you old fuck line, and reveals other details behind the hit movie. Adam McKay's dark comedy, Don't Look Up, stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence as astronomers who try to warn the world that a giant comet will destroy Earth. McKay looks back on promoting the movie and explains certain aspects, like how Leonardo DiCaprio's notes in the editing room led to the movie's powerful ending, how his daughter helped with a salty line by Ariana Grande, and why that FEMA 1-800 number goes to a sex hotline. You know, fuck that movie. This is the thing. Who gives a fuck? I've had enough of Jonah Hill trying to look like fucking... Dude, what the fuck does he even look like anymore? What the hell's going on here? But then again, I'm not going to assume anything about Jonah Hill the person because just like everybody else, I don't know anything about him as an actual human being. He gets paid millions of dollars to pretend to be other people, right? What else do we got here? We got uh, Travis Scott apparently is trending in entertainment. Um, Oh, there's a photo of Travis Scott getting in a Lamborghini Urus outside of Kanye's studio. Does not surprise me. You know what I mean? You know, they're like almost Eskimo brothers, you know, at this point. You know, I'd be shocked if they weren't, you know, who the fuck knows. Um, um, yeah, Kanye West, who gives a fuck, you know? Uh, oh, Anne-Marie Tendler, John Mulaney's ex-wife, opened up about their quote-unquote surreal and shocking divorce from the other day. Um... She said, quote-unquote, I am heartbroken that John has decided to end our marriage, Anna said in a statement, quote-unquote, I wish him support and success as he continues his recovery. This is the thing, though. You look at John Mulaney, he's so, like, 
clean cut. Oh, nobody's ever, you know. And I said, well, what about your potato casserole? Who knows? He's just like, dude, you know he's a psycho. You have to. Inherent, you have to... You have to think that he definitely off screen is a psycho. And he has, you know, he proven to, he's proven to be. He's on the road to recovery. Olivia and John's son, Malcolm Hip something, Mulaney, was reportedly born in November. Oh, nice. The baby is trending again. What the hell could this be about? Um. He has a song called Sneaky Link Anthem. I don't fucking know. Who gives a shit? Uh, uh, Sydney Sweeney teases Tom Holland's Euphoria cameo. A Euphoria's East Highland High School is far from home for Spider-Man, but they need him. Tom Holland has been pleading to be on Euphoria, and eagle-eyed fans spotted him on the set of Season 2 after Sion Foster shared a few behind-the-scenes... Fo- Sion? Who the fuck is Sion Foster? Oh, yeah, here we go, here we go. <laughs> this is so funny. New couple. Okay, Kanye West and Julia Fox pose with Madonna, Antonio Brown, and Floyd Mayweather at dinner before altercation. New couple Kanye West and Julia Fox spend time with famous pals during a night out in Los Angeles. Julia Fox and Kanye West took a break from their New York City dates to spend time with a group of the rapper's famous friends in Los Angeles. West 44 and Fox 31 were pictured in a video posted to Instagram by Evan Ross early Thursday morning. In black and white clip, the Drake song Come Through plays in the background while the group, which includes Madonna, Floyd Mayweather, Antonio Brown, and others, uh, reclines on a couch in private room at a celebrity hotspot, Delilah. They all had dinner in the private dining room. They came separately, but just ended up having dinner together. A source tells people Kanye and Julia wouldn't leave each other's sides. West and Fox are seen lounging on the end of the couch, and Fox sitting with one leg draped over Kanye's designer la- designer's lap. Oh, over the Yeezy designer's lap. What a fucking rat pack! Also, the video's so lame. Like they're listening to music, just like literally just sitting there. I hope you had fun on this episode. I'm going to try to plan one out next time. Thank you for your suggestions. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.